My name is Jillian Mulderick, and you're listening to Pitbull's Fast Pitch Podcast. Many of the listeners know that most and almost all of them, uh, our episodes are created organically, and my favorite place, my recording studio, happens to be in my car because I travel a lot uh, with what I do for softball. And I'm on a road trip to Maryland right now, not softball related, but I have softball in the brain, of course, so I jump on to talk about topics. And the, the topic conversations a lot of times are prompted from firsthand conversations I have with whether it's an athlete, a parent, uh, for a coach, or um, people that are like-minded in this community. And over the weekend, as we continue our tryouts for one of our squads, I had a conversation with one of the parents who prompted me with different ideas and I, I'm always receptive to ideas and I was trying to explain why we do the things that we do and I thought maybe that would be a great topic for one of our episodes just to share with the community of softball what exactly Pitbull's Fast Pitch mission is and that's where I'm going to start in today's segment. So. Pitbull's Fast Pitch is a, as you know, a nonprofit based out of South Jersey. We're right over the bridge from Philadelphia. The, as the founder and the president in establishing this organization, a lot of the things that are done and the decisions we have been have made have been based on my experience playing ball, uh, growing up in South Jersey and continuing to play ball collegiately in Jersey, and then continuing my education now coaching in Jersey, and then also the experience of my little sister who's only 18 months uh, younger than I am so we played softball growing up together we played various sports and based on our two even though we did a lot of the same things our two different experiences when we each went off to college to to finish our careers as student athletes at that level so one of the t- things that me and this gentleman spoke about was he came to me and said have you ever considered um, being like getting one of these bigger name uh, companies that are like franchising their brand out there so that you can have more access to recruiting athletes and I said yes I've been I've been contacted before about the similar thing but that's not what our mission is that's not our intention and I started to explain exactly what it is that we do and why we do it so our club is a four-team club, and we have no intention of growing any bigger. We always say we have 52 spots each year, and our athletes have to re-roster and earn their spot every year because we are trying to teach the value of having to earn everything that you're given. And that is one of the key components of our annual trial process. And with that being said, why aren't we bigger? It's because it's not part of our design. Our mission here at Pipples Fast Pitch is not simply to chase a Division One or a Division Two dream of playing softball. It's based on our experience as student athletes, as college ball players, what we went through, what our dreams were, how they evolved as we continuously got older, how we got distracted, and not necessarily in a bad way. 
how we got distracted by other opportunities, uh, such as our explorations of different arts, of our careers, of our fields, playing different sports, being young females and wanting to have a social aspect of life. And we, in our experience, believe that you can have it. You can have it all. But it starts with identifying exactly what you want. And then, of course, those goals can evolve. But setting the tangible goals are going to keep you focused on what you're trying to achieve and help you better manage your priorities. At the end of the day, we're all busy people. We are constantly on the go. The economy completely changed into a gig economy to reflect the fact that nine to five is no longer the norm. Everyone's schedules are different. And <laughs> we try to reflect that with our student athletes by encouraging them to continue to pursue other opportunities while they're young and figure out what it is they want exactly. And again, this is based on my experience growing up playing softball. I went to Washington Township High School. I played with some of the top players in the state. I mean, the girls that I grew up with, I had an athlete who went to Indiana U to play ball. Penn State, one of our very good family friends, she was right between the age of me and my sister. And um, she went off to go to Penn State Division One. So our family and friends, uh, my sister and I were both recruited at various Division One, Two, and Three universities. And ultimately, we both opted for Division Three. And I, I attest that to not only the financial support that we were able to find in the universities that we chose, but to our family's strong belief in higher education. We come from, we were not first generation family. Um, both our mother and our father went and actually met in college while they were obtaining their education. We come from a long line of um, nurses, doctors, lawyers, uh, educators. So Continuing our education was almost instilled in us at a very young age. And of course, we love playing ball. Me, my sister, and my brother all ended up playing collegiately and continuing our athletic career. But again, the focus for us and our family has always been on that educational aspect. And most importantly, you are a student first when you're a student athlete. So making sure to prioritize that. My experience was when I was a young girl, I had that dream, that same dream, D1, D2, and I saw those different opportunities. I pursued those different opportunities. Ultimately, I got a full academic scholarship to a Division three institution, which changed the way I, I actually live my life and who I am, and that's why it's so important to me. The experiences that I had as a four-year student athlete gave me new perspective and gave me the life skills I needed to be competitive and that's what we want for Pitbull's Fast Pitch. So there is, in the recruiting process, there is no mold. That's the one thing that if you speak with recruiting counselors um, that do this professionally and do this full time, they're all saying the same thing. It's We can give you as many recommendations and as many principles and um, sound advice as we can, but the recruiting process is very much individualized and tailored to the specific student athlete. So pursuing those opportunities, how do we ensure that our athlete is taking advantage or making sure that they're chipping away at what they want to pursue? And again, I say that that starts with identifying 
exactly what it is that is important to you and setting your your priorities based on that and then continuing to research and educate yourself on what institutions are going to be able to provide to you what it is you need um, in achieving your goals. I always use this example as one. So as we know, nurses, um, when you if you have a student athlete that's interested in the field of nursing, <clears throat> when you're doing your nursing studies, you have to do clinical, clinical hours. And clinical hours are based on the hospital's availability or whatever hospital or clinical setting that these uh, students have to maintain. So obviously you can see how that's difficult when you have to prioritize your clinical studies to also manage your athletic obligations. Yes, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. We have graduated countless student athletes who were four-year ball players and still came out of it as um, nurses in their respected field. Erin Redden, one of our graduates, not only was she a captain, a stellar conference leader in at DeSales University, but she was recruited in her senior year to a full-time position before she graduated in her given field. So things are not impossible. Again, it goes back to there is not one mold to getting athletes recruited. It is very much individualized. It is very much tailored. But at a very young age, it's hard to identify exactly what you want, which is why at Pitbull's Fast Pitch, we are against early recruiting. As many great coaches across the country would agree, early recruitment is not a a positive thing in a lot of our minds, which is why the NCAA has reflected that concern and made adjustments specifically in softball. We could talk specifically about softball right now, um, but to reflect that, that barrier that we do not want to encourage early recruitment. When you are in eighth, seventh, eighth grade, a lot of athletes are still trying to figure out what they want to do. There are so many times that athletes go into colleges still undecided and that's becoming more and more popular um, over the years where going in as a freshman you are undecided getting your general ed courses out of the way until you have a better understanding of what it is that you want to pursue. So when I was in seventh and eighth grade I'm pretty positive the things that I wanted out of life were not the same values were the same interests that I had my sophomore and junior year of high school. And again, were not the same values or interests I had when I was a junior and sophomore in college. So when you're going through the recruiting process with your student athlete, it is my highest recommendation, which has been supported by various other professionals in this industry, to always start with the athlete first. First, identify what it is that they want to pursue or what their general interests are. They don't have to select a major, but do you like art? Are you a math student? Do you love the liberal arts end of things? Are you more interested into the sciences? Once you have those general things, start exploring your options. There are things that I didn't know that I was going to pursue. I had a general sense of and love for business 
but I didn't know exactly where that was going to take me. In fact, right before I declared my major when going in as a freshman, I considered changing from marketing and business administration to finance. And so that could have taken me in a different route, even though it's still business oriented. And again, another thing I, I did when I went to pursue my JD, a lot of people are under this misconception that you need to be pre-law to get your JD. No, you can have any major you want. I went to law school with various majors, um, researchers, historians, scientists. It, it's the higher education after undergrad. You have to take that, that um, LSAT to get accepted into your um, graduate study and then from there you can more tailor your graduate study but in law specifically even while I tailored my studies when I came out you don't come out specializing you specialize once you're practicing in the field so all of that is simply to say we need more time and we need more focus on speaking with our student athletes about what they like and it, again, it doesn't have to be specific, but we need to start asking those questions. Are they comfortable in small settings? Is a big campus going to be an overwhelming situation for them? Are they still going to be able to wake up for 8 a.m. classes if they have to take a shuttle to a satellite for our satellite area for one of their courses? Is that something that they're factoring in when making their, their college decisions? Um, <clears throat> Another thing that we need to discuss, and it, people have been saying this for years, but it's so important to iterate, Division One, Division Two, D Division Three. Those are the divisions that not only the NCAA recognizes, but the NAIA recognizes, that the NJCAA recognizes, and even though they kind of have similarities, each governing body of collegiate sports has different rules and regulations to follow because they have different goals for their undergraduates in terms of what they're able to provide for our undergraduates when they complete their education. So we, I need to continuously put out there that researching and speaking to people about what it really takes to get recruited is essential to our athlete success and growth because the worst thing that can happen <laughs> and even when you make the best decision or you believe you made the best decision if you feel uncomfortable or for whatever reason you're not excelling at the institution you chose when you decide to transfer that becomes a heavy tuition cost bill because not all your, your credits transfer all the time. Every institution's different. And so all we can do is try to be proactive in helping our athletes really understand what it is that they're going to pursue in their education. And then also making sure that the institution is a good fit for them in terms of their athletic goals. It's a lot of layers. It could be an intricate process, but the groundwork, the foundation of having constant conversations with your parents and parents being involved in this process is essential to making sure that our student athletes are successful. I would love to talk about this more. My name is Jillian Mulderig. You can always email me at jillian at pitbullsfastpitch.com. Um, 
if you guys have any ideas for topics or questions you may have, I love answering those questions and I'd be happy to invite anybody onto our podcast as well to have a candid conversation and discuss what it is that we love, which is the game of softball and how it has empowered us as female athletes through the medium of athletics. Um, So please reach out, don't hesitate, and thank you as always for listening.